Welcome to the Bridgeway Community Church Sunday Sermon Podcast. To learn more about Bridgeway, visit our website at bridgeway.cc. To watch this and all of our sermons, visit our YouTube channel and be sure to subscribe while you're there. For sermon notes, click the link in the description. Today, our founding and senior pastor continues a sermon series entitled, The Name I Need. Today's message is called, His Miraculous Name. And Dr. Anderson teaches that the mystery of God becoming flesh demonstrates just how much God wanted and still wants an intimate relationship with us. So sit back, relax, and enjoy today's sermon. You know, this is the last Sunday of 2021. I thank them for sharing their stories, but I also want to thank God for your story and what God has brought you through. Traditionally, we've called today God's Story Sunday, where we're able to share stories of what God has done throughout the year. Let me ask you, has God been present with you over this year? As we've been talking about this series, The Name I Need, today we're going to talk about his miraculous name. Let's bow for a word of prayer. Heavenly Father, we thank you for all that we've been through, all that we're going through, even all that we will go through. Lord, thank you that you are with us, and that's what Christmas is all about, reminding us about Emmanuel, the God who's with us. We commit today's message to you as well as our service. In Jesus' name, amen. When people ask me how am I doing, I often respond like this. I'm alive and grateful. When I say that, oftentimes people uh, respond, wow, that's great. I need to steal that. Well, guess what? I stole it. A couple of decades ago, one of our uh, former elders, Eric Staggers, used to always say that. And what a wonderful way to think about how you're doing, alive and grateful. No matter what you've been through, no matter what trials you've had to endure, no matter what sickness you've had to fend off, no matter what grief you've had to suffer, no matter what relationship you've had to struggle with or temptation that you've had to resist, no matter what devil you've had to fight, if you're standing here today, if you're watching me online, you can still say you're alive and grateful. If you're breathing, you can say you're alive and grateful. Maybe even in the broadcast right now, you want to write in, if you can, I'm alive and grateful. Why? Because if you're breathing, if you're watching the service, if you are awake, guess what? That's another testimony of a God story that you're still here, alive and grateful. And you know, if God hasn't brought you through anything, maybe you're not as grateful as you should be. But my guess is you're alive and you're grateful. You know, everybody didn't make it to the end of this year. Everybody hasn't gone through 30 years of ministry in only one church. Everybody hasn't started with me and stayed with me, and everyone hasn't started with you and stayed with you, but you're still here. You know, everybody hasn't experienced the joy of generations of families serving together Fathers and sons, mothers and daughters serving together in ministry. I 
when I was watching the program, our Christmas movie with, with my wife and, and my daughter, we saw the outtakes and it hit me for the first time. First of all, we have an amazing, talented group here. I think you'd all agree. If you haven't seen the Christmas movie, go to bridgeway.cc slash Christmas. Got to watch the movie. It's about 45 minutes, brilliantly put together. Thank you, Creative Arts Ministry and Dante Shepard and Alex Becker and, and Victoria Farnsworth and the rest of so many amazing people to put the movie together. But as Amber and I were sitting there, we looked and we saw Alex Becker and we said, are we looking at Alex Becker? You know, his father uh, was, and his mother were founders here with me, Rich and Beth, and Beth was singing today in our, in our um, uh, worship time, and she's the one that started that song, He Makes All Things New. And we sat there and we listened to him talk about putting together the film, and we're like, what's going on here? Are we, are we actually watching this? In other words, it hit us, and it hit me, that we've, over the 30 years at Bridgeway Community Church, have actually served generations of families. And to see the younger people who were just born or very young serving in ministry reminded us that we've been around for a while. And even me as an employer, to be able to employ, you know, a father and a son, a mother and a daughter, to have health care, to have ministry, and to see them see their families covered, not only with the, the things that are necessary for life, but spiritually covered, and to watch their own children grow up and serve the Lord. Everybody doesn't have that joy like I have, like we have. Everybody has an experience doing ministry with black people and white people, Asian people, Hispanic people, Arabs and Europeans and Jewish people serving Jesus together under one roof. And so thankful for my wife and my kids. Everybody doesn't have an amazing spouse or, or kids that rise up and call you blessed. So you see, when you ask David Anderson, how you doing? It's real easy in my spirit, not just rote, but I actually believe it. I'm alive and grateful. Why? Because when I think about the Lord, how he saved me, how he raised me, how he filled me with the Holy Ghost, how he healed me to the uttermost. When I think about the Lord, how he picked me up and turned me around. How he placed my feet on solid ground. It makes me want to shout. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Lord, you're worthy of all the glory and all the honor. And all the praise, sing it with me, right there in your home. It makes me want to shout, hallelujah, thank you, Jesus. Lord, you're worthy of all the glory and all the honor and all the praise. So how you doing? I hope you can say, I'm alive 
and grateful. And it's all because of God being with us. You see, the name of Jesus is miraculous because he is Emmanuel, which means God with us, no matter what we're going through in this life. God wants to be with you and with me every day of our lives through the rest of eternity. You want to turn with me to the Christmas passage? Matthew chapter 1. We'll read verses 20, 21, and 22, which tells us the story of Jesus about to be born. But you'll remember that Joseph hears from his wife that she's pregnant, and he's planning to divorce her because as they're betrothed to be married, he cannot believe that this woman that is supposed to be his wife and supposed to be a virgin comes up pregnant and they haven't had any relations. And she says to him in Matthew 1 that she is pregnant by the Holy Spirit. Try that on someone and see what happens. Verse 20, but after he had considered this, Joseph, considering divorcing his wife, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream and said, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take Mary home as your wife, because what is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. Verse 21, she will give birth to a son and you are to give him the name Jesus. Oh, what a name. Because he will save his people from their sins. That's what Jesus means. The Lord saves. Verse 22, all this took place to fulfill what the Lord had said through the prophet. Let's read verse 23. Here it is. The prophecy from Isaiah 7:14, repeated here. The virgin will be with child and will give birth to a son and they will call him Emmanuel, which means God with us. Hmm. You see, verse 21 tells us that through the name of Jesus, God wants to rescue us. Verse 22 tells us that through the name of Emmanuel, God wants to have a relationship with us. See, in 21, his name is Jesus, which means the Lord saves. In 22, he'll be called Emmanuel, which means God with us. So God not just wants to save us, he wants to be with us. See, both names are important because if you just have someone save you, that doesn't mean that they want to be with you. If you call a first responder because the house is on fire, they will come in and they will rescue you. Uh, the EMTs may even take you to the hospital, but they don't want to take you home. Uh, they may want to uh, make sure the fire is out, but then they want to go on to their own life. They don't want a relationship with you. I don't know any, any EMTs that actually want to go home with you. I mean, I probably know of a couple of situations where maybe a cop pulled over a gal and then they ended up getting married like the Duttons. But that's another story. I know some folk like that, but for the most part, usually they come in and they rescue you and then hope you're OK. Not Jesus. <laughs> No, he saves you. God wants to save you. That's Jesus. But he also wants to have a relationship with you. That's Emmanuel. God loves us so much that he wants to be a long-term companion, not just a 911 rescue event in our life. And this is so important because he loves us so much that he actually 
gave his son. Think about this. He not only gave his one and only son to save us, but he actually gave him a new name. What was Jesus' name before he was supposed to be called? Jesus. He wasn't called Jesus in heaven, was he? All eternity passed. Think about it. What was his name? What was he known as? He was the son of God. And do you ever see that in heaven he's named Jesus? So not only am I going to break ranks with my son and send my son to the earth to become human, to live a, a perfect life, die a cruel death, rise again from the dead so that we can rise again too and all of our sins can be paid for, but I'm actually going to change his name. How much love does it take to change a name? Like some people will get married and the woman might change her name to his last name. That takes love to do it. I don't know anybody who changes their name to somebody else's last name without a loving commitment. I like you so much, I'm going to change my name and make it like yours. I don't think I've met anybody. Do you know anybody like that? I love you so much. We don't have to be married, but I'm going to change my name. And who would want somebody else to have their name without the loving commitment? And yet when you see God, what God does is he not only sends the person of his son, but he actually calls him something different that he never probably called him for before. In all of glory, his name's going to be what? Hmm, what are we going to name? Hmm, son, let's see. I'm going to send you. What are we going to name? You know what? Your purpose? Hmm, save those people. <laughs> Your name's going to be Savior. Just like Joshua means the Lord saves, New Testament, Yeshua, Jesus, the Lord saves. That's what we're going to call you. The rest of your purpose in eternity is going to be the fact that you saved these dying people that meant so much to us. But we want you to be more than just Jesus Christ, the Savior. That's where the power is. See, this is why the power of the name of Jesus is so miraculous, because think about it. If he changes the name from whatever he is as a son of God to Jesus, the one who saves, can you imagine if there's some other name that you could be saved by? <laughs> I would be offended if I were God. Look, I gave up my son and I changed his name and he is now Jesus, the Lord who saves. And you mean to tell me there's somebody else who saves? Not going to happen. And so here you have it, Jesus the Lord who saves. And he's going to be called Emmanuel according to Isaiah 7, 14, which means God with us. Well, he not only wants to rescue you, he wants to have a relationship with you. And so how does God want to be with us? Three ways. Number one, God wants to be with us personally. In other words, he actually wants to be in us. God with us being in us. When you accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, then Jesus himself, the very spirit of Jesus, comes into your spirit. And now he lives in you. And so God wants to have a personal relationship with you. So whatever you're going through, he's going through as well. Whatever you're dealing with, he's right there with you. So if you're the Wolvertons dealing with COVID, as was stated in one of our God stories prior to the message, he wants to be with you in that. 
If you're Amanda playing the drums who's dealing with an internal disease, as is one of the stories prior to the message again, he wants to be with you in that. And whatever it is you're dealing with, whether it's marital issues or whether it's financial issues or whether it's raising kids issues or dealing with grandparent issues, whatever it may be, God wants to be with you in that. If it's depression, anxiety, mental illness, he wants to be with you in that. Three ways God wants to be with us. One is personally, but second is corporately. He wants to be with us corporately. It personally deals with salvation, corporately deals with Christian fellowship. In other words, God doesn't want to simply be in us. He also wants to be with us through other people. Rachel Taylor talked about this in her talk on listening, that God uses other people in our lives. And guess what? That kind of community is exactly how God wants to be with us. You see, sometimes we think God only wants to be with us vertically, between us and him, between me and God. But he also wants to be with us horizontally, just like the cross. It has a vertical beam. It has a horizontal beam. God's heart is right at the, at the intersection of both. When you see Jesus on the cross, his heart's at the intersection of both. The vertical relationship we have with God and the horizontal relationship we have with others. And one of the ways that God wants to be with us is to be with us through other people. Oftentimes we want God to do the Air Force air support thing. And what God is saying is, no, I'm going infantry here. I'm using people close to you. I'm not just bombing in stuff. I'm using people close to you in order to work with you. Sometimes what we want is we want God to somehow speak to us through the Internet cloud. And God is saying, I'm knocking on your door like a UPS man making a personal delivery. We want him to throw a bomb like in a football game. So it comes across the air to our lives. And God is saying, no, I'm doing a ground game. I'm bringing the ball to you at a, at a granular level. Sometimes we want God to work with us vertically. And God is saying, no, I'm answering your prayer right now by the people who are around you. You said, God, I want you to be with me. And there's three people right there with you praying for you. And you're like, but God, I want you to be with me. And they're praying right there with you. They're calling. They're texting. You said, God, don't you care? And God is saying, can't you see I'm with you through them? Because they have the spirit of Jesus, too. And the way I've decided to come into your life is to be with you through others. So there are three ways that God wants to be with us personally, corporately, and last, eternally. Personally is salvation, corporately is community and Christian fellowship, but eternally is the everlasting union that we will always have with Jesus. His name was Jesus to bring salvation, Emmanuel to be with us, but he will always forevermore be changed. He will not only be God, but he'll always be 100% human too. Imagine the love of God to send his son, to incarnate as human, to be glorified as a human, but for the rest of eternity, his very composition of divinity, of, of divinity and humanity are ever woven together throughout eternity just so he could be with us. And we will be glorified as well. And we will eternally be with him. 
And this is the beautiful thing about God. He actually didn't want to just save us. He wanted to be with us. And not just for our time on the earth. But can you imagine that God wants to spend the rest of eternity with you? I mean, he could have chosen just to save you and let you live off on your own. But he wants to be with you. And that's what Revelation 21 teaches us. And I'm going to read verses 1 through 4 just so you can see the beauty of the eternal union with God, not just in this life, but in the life to come. The one who came from eternity changed his composition and his name to then take us to eternity to forever be with him. And after he deals with all of the uh, end of the world stuff, which is coming, you get to chapter 21 of Revelation and it says this. Then I saw a new heaven and a new earth. For the first heaven and the first earth had passed away, and there was no longer any sea. I saw the holy city, the new Jerusalem, coming down out of heaven from God, prepared as a bride beautifully dressed for her husband. And I heard a loud voice from the throne saying, now the dwelling of God is what? With men. And he will live what? With them. They will be his people and God himself will be third time. One for the father, one for the son, one for the Holy Ghost with them and be their God. Wow. God, the father, God, the son, God, the Holy Spirit wants to be with you, not just in this life personally and corporately, but eternally. It says heaven is about being with God. The witness of God, that's what salvation is. Not just to rescue you, but to have a relationship with, with you for the rest of eternity. And what will it be like? Oh, I don't know. But verse 4 kind of helps me. It says, he will wipe every tear from their eyes. There will be, listen, no more death or mourning or crying or pain, for the old order of things has passed away. And he who was seated on the throne said, I am making everything new. Then he said, write this down, for these words are trustworthy and true. He said to them, verse six, it is done. Now, what names do we have? I know Jesus is in there, but there's so many more. I am the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end. To him who is thirsty, I will give to drink without cost from the springs of the water of life. I'll talk next week about living water. But this is what I want you to see, friends. God wants to be with you personally, corporately with others, and eternally forever. And this is what gives us hope. <laughs> this is why we can hope that whoever has gone before us, if they have Christ with them, if they have Emmanuel with them, then we will see them again. So big shout out. Big props to El Elder Kevin Thornton. Because he's with God. 
God's with him. And one day we'll all be with him. But between now and the time we see you, Elder Kevin, again, between now and the time I see you, Dad, again, and all those others who you love, between now and then, if anybody asks you how you're doing, you just tell them, I'm alive and grateful. Thanks for listening to the Bridgeway Community Church Sunday Sermon Podcast. To learn more about Bridgeway, visit our website at bridgeway.cc. To watch all of our sermons, visit our YouTube channel and make sure you subscribe while you're there. If you'd like to download sermon notes, just click the link in the description. If you'd like to take part in our 30th anniversary challenge, go to bridgeway.cc 30. That's bridgeway.cc T-H-I-R-T-Y. Thanks again for listening and have a great week.